You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Thursday to you. It's time for our crossover discussion with Locked On Texans to help us gain perspective from both sides of the Bills' week four contest at home against the Houston Texans. But before we get there, a couple of newsy items that I want to address. How about this Josh Allen guy, quarterback of the team, was named AFC Offensive Player of the Week for his performance against the Washington football team on Sunday Obviously, 358 passing yards, accounting for five touchdowns, didn't turn over the football. He was sensational. And so I don't think it surprises anyone that he was the choice for AFC Offensive Player of the Week. But here's the fun part. When the Bills announced this on Twitter, they shared that this is the seventh time in 46 starts that Josh Allen has been named AFC Offensive Player of the Week and the fifth time in his last 19 starts. And when you consider it like that, it's pretty mind-boggling. So for his career, Josh Allen, 15% of the games he's started, it resulted in him winning AFC Offensive Player of the Week honors. Over the last 19 games, 26% of the time. More than one in every four starts over the last 19 games. Josh Allen was named AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Folks, I think he's going to pan out. I think he's going to be a good one. I think he's the answer, right? Good thing this guy's locked up for the next eight years and he's getting all the money. Uh, It's fun, right? Having a quarterback like this that is one of the best players in the NFL, and at every turn, there's a number that solidifies that. And so we just saw this past week, he became the fifth fastest quarterback in NFL history to get to 100 touchdowns. I mean, this guy, this guy, right? It's Josh Allen, dude, man. Glad he's the quarterback. The Bills announced their protected practice squad players this week, meaning that other teams cannot Sign them to their 53-man roster. It's the same three as last week. Offensive lineman Jamil Douglas, cornerback Cam Lewis, and safety Josh Thomas. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is, as I've stated before, the Bills are allowed to protect four players. And every week since week one, the Bills have only protected three of them. And so I had been talking to Sal Capaccio of WGR 550 about this. And he shared on Twitter yesterday that we had been talking about it, and we're both stumped. We cannot figure out why they're not keeping four protected players. Like, what's the incentive? I don't. We can't figure it out. Um, Sal put in his tweet that the only thing I can think of is they want guys to compete to earn that honor. I mean, okay, that, that sounds good, but why would the Bills just choose to – limit their protected amount of players and expose a guy that they want to keep around to another team. I just can't put my finger on this one. 
We know it's intentional. Everything that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott does is intentional. But this one has me stumped, has sales stumped. I've texted other people about it. Can't find out the answer. So uh, if you have any great ideas, let me know. But I'm, I'm pretty stumped on this one. The last thing I want to mention here before we get to our discussion with Locked On Texans is you got to check out the Wednesday episode of Draft Dudes. And Draft Dudes is a podcast that I do daily with Kyle Krabs. And we talk college football, NFL, NFL draft, all that type of stuff. And so we were lucky enough to have Jordan Palmer on the podcast yesterday. And of course, you probably know that he's Josh Allen's personal quarterbacks coach. And Josh attributes a lot of his growth to his time spent with Jordan Palmer. And they get together every summer and work on different components of his game. So we had a good conversation with Jordan talking about his process working with quarterbacks, um, what quarterbacks are getting into, transitioning to the NFL, and all the things on their plate and how he helps them with that. But he also spent some time talking about Brandon Bean and why he's been successful with Josh Allen and talking about how, look, Brandon Bean didn't have his pick of the litter when it came to the 2018 quarterback class. He had to trade up and didn't know who he was going to get. But what he did was ask himself the question, which quarterback can I draft that I can create a scenario for them to be successful as opposed to, okay, which quarterback's available and uh, just bring him onto the team and hope he can be the answer. It was more about, all right, what can we do around this player to give them their best chance for success? And I thought it was really interesting and thinking about the things Jordan said and applying it to uh, Josh Allen and, and how that has helped him. I think it's a really good conversation that I would encourage each and every one of you to go check out. So Draft Dudes, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, you can find the Draft Dudes podcast, a daily podcast on all things football, and would love it if you took a second to check out that Wednesday episode. Hey, Bills fans, this is Joe Marino with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Do you know what one of the best parts of football season is? Dips. I'm talking about guacamole, salsa, bean dip, queso, artichoke dip, and the list goes on. My wife loves to make uh, buffalo chicken dip, and we like having tortilla chips handy for taco soup and chili. But do you know what one of the worst parts is? It's when your chip breaks in dip, and the team at Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips does not stand for weak tortilla chips because they know there is nothing worse than brittle chips that can't hold their guac. The guys at Zach's Mighty have been keeping me stocked this season with their tortilla chips, and I got to tell you, there's nothing else like them. In fact, I have a bag right here.
Can you hear that? Not only are these chips sturdy and crunchy, they're absolutely delicious. I use them all the time. We had we had chili this week for dinner. We had the buffalo chicken dip available over the weekend when we're watching football, and we can trust the Zach's Mighty tortilla chips to not break, and they taste so good. They have this wonderful sea salt on them. They're sturdy, and they're crunchy, and look, I think Zach's Mighty has created the ultimate tortilla chip, so check them out. And look, they also partner with farms in upstate New York to grow their corn. So make sure you pick up a bag at your local Wegmans and say goodbye to weak chips forever. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips, stand up to guac. Joe Marino of Locked On Bills, joined now by one half of the Locked On Texans team, John Hickman, one of the hosts of that podcast, here to give us some perspective on Sunday's matchup from the Houston Texans side of things. And John, I want to start with your overall perspective on the direction of the Houston Texans. It's a team in transition year one of a new GM and head coach, but kind of interesting how they went with a different approach here, bringing in a bunch of veteran uh, free agents on one-year deals, didn't have a ton of draft capital to work with. So what do you think of the plan in Houston and the overall direction of this team right now? Well, Nick Asirio mentioned earlier, well, not earlier, but later in the offseason, so a few weeks ago, how they basically are prioritizing evaluation over wins right now. So the feel that we got here in Houston was this is going to be a, you know, very much of a trial in every year. Some of the guys that they couldn't move on from with those contracts continue to see if they're worth bringing back for next year and the guy that you brought in, are they going to be players that you can bring back for the future? Guys like Christian Kirksey, who I think is having a good season so far for uh, Houston. And uh, they're looking at players that they can just move on from and keep. I think this is a big year for Davis Mills. Unfortunately, the way he got the start was due to Tyrod Taylor's injury. But, you know, now that he's put into the shuffle of playing these games against the teams like the Buffalo Bills, how much can he succeed under this pressure, which is good for Houston, which is good for him. So they're looking at players that can just continue to bring back for the future. So let's let's move on to Davis Mills, the starting quarterback for Houston this week, and a guy that only started 11 games at Stanford. And so when you think about it, this is really his 13th start since high school, and it comes on the road in Buffalo against a, a good Bills defense. And we heard uh, David Coley this week talk about how he wants to kind of open things up for Davis Mills against Buffalo. So what does that mean to you? What have you learned about Davis Mills Uh, since he came to Houston and your just overall perception of him in this matchup on Sunday? Uh, Well, for the matchup question specifically, uh, the Buffalo Bills have dominated these young rookies in the last – young players, quarterbacks in the last couple of games, and I don't see them stopping right now with Leslie Frazier. But for Mills, I I think we know he has an arm, okay? And in the game against – the Panthers, they designed a play where it was a one quick read. If that read wasn't there, go to your next read, which is when he found Anthony Miller in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. you got to let this guy use all, all the tools he can. He can, you know, throw some RPOs out there. They talk about how fast he is, how athletic he is. We don't give him credit for it. Open it up and then let him process it, everything, process everything, excuse me, and go from there. But he got some talent, uh, but don't hold him back. Give him everything he can handle right now. So when you look at 
his weapons. Obviously, Brandon Cooks is the go-to guy for this offense, a really good football player. Um, tell us about Cooks, how they're using him, and then just some of the other weapons that Bills fans should be mindful of for this Houston offense on Sunday. They're using Cooks in many different ways, as a decoy at times and as a, the playmaker, the X factor that he is. He's caught some big passes for Houston this year, uh, and he's doing a lot for this wide receiver group. I think right now he's third or fourth. He's top five in receiving yards right now. So his leadership has been felt um, on the field, in that locker room. Moving on, I think the tight end group, because Davis Mills will be at quarterback, I think Jordan Aikens and Farrell Brown combined will be a factor going into this game on Sunday against you guys. So let's shift gears to the defensive side of the football and a lot of new when it comes to this Houston defense, new defensive coordinator and Lovey Smith. What have you learned about this group so far in 2021? Uh, players are just in a more comfortable system with this 4-3 defense. Uh, I, I think that we're seeing improvements from a lot of guys on yesterday's show here for the Locked On Texans, we talked about how Vernon Hargrave has looked better this year in his own defense. He's making plays. He's been put in, in a comfortable situation where he can actually do what's best for his skill set. And it's worked out for guys. I think Justin Reed is another guy, you know, at the safety position. He's going to benefit from having better play up front at the defensive line. They're doing wonders up there with a lot of younger guys, which is something Houston fans have been wanting to see the last couple of years. So, um, the defense is better, they're coached better, and the emphasis on turnovers, which is what Lovey Smith wants, we're starting to see early signs of them getting those as well. Man, I remember Lovey Smith back with those Rams defenses and how he kind of parlayed that into the chance with the uh, the Chicago Beer Bears. And there was a time there where he was considered like the brightest defensive mind in football. And so I think he's a good stabilizing figure for a, a young Houston defense with some nice young players. I like Ross Blacklock. I really like Justin Reed, uh, Charles Amenihu. So uh, I'm anxious to see how they develop under Lovey Smith. John, the last thing I have for you today is we know the dynamics here. Houston comes into Buffalo 17-point underdogs. You mentioned earlier that David Culley is prioritizing evaluation over wins. So I don't want to necessarily back you into a corner and say, do you think Houston has a chance or what's the script for an upset? But just your general thoughts about this game and, you know, is there a script that exists for an upset? And, and how does Houston keep this game close? It's kind of like uh, Dr. Strange going through his uh, progression of how many chances out of what was it, 11 billion that Houston has an opportunity to win. And it was one. And uh, that's just if Josh Allen decides to wake up one day and he's cold. That's it. Uh, and I think Josh Allen, who David Cully praised this week, he's in a situation where he's just comfortable with that position, with that offense. That's the only – That's I, you know, I think Houston loses this game by a couple of touchdowns, and that's because Leslie Frazier has that defense – had that defense given offense with these young quarterbacks problems. And he's done it for a while in the NFL. I don't see it stopping now. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. 
You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and right in your pocket. Save time and save money when using rockauto.com. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Football is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron with teams back on the field to start another season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and they are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans and Locked On Bills fans. John, some sports guy Hickman here, joined by Joe Marino of the Locked On Bills. Man, I want to hop right on into it. How important has it been for Sean McDermott to build that offense around Josh Allen? You know, I think it's critical, and I think that's the recipe for any quarterback developing in the NFL is having an organization that is committed to building the right scenario around you. And so anybody can watch Josh Allen play football and recognize that he's got great size and he's really athletic and he's got an amazing arm and can fit the football anywhere on the field. But it's what you do to set that quarterback up for success that's going to define their career. And the Bills have just done a really good job of getting veteran offensive linemen and veteran receivers and having continuity with the coaching staff and having Brian Dable there now in, in his fourth season as the offensive coordinator and Ken Dorsey as a quarterback's coach. It's been, it's been consistency around Josh Allen and a very firm commitment to having the right stuff around him so that he can be the best version of himself. And so, yes, Josh Allen is in a great situation to maximize his playmaking potential, but it's a really good blueprint for other teams to adopt so that way they can have success with their talented young quarterbacks as well. Too many times we see these guys come into situations where it's just not going to work. They don't have the offensive line. They don't have the weapons. You have a coaching staff that's on their last leg, and they think if they can get a young quarterback to play reasonably well, they can buy another year uh, you know, on the job. And so quarterback success has a lot to do with the quarterback, but it has a lot to do with the organization and what they do to set up that player for success. And I think the Bills have done a, a model job of setting their quarterback up for success and they're reaping the benefits of that right now. When transition over to the defense, how much has the defense really benefited from playing these young quarterbacks in the last couple of weeks and now going into Sunday's game, playing another rookie who, who is thrown into the fire right now how much have they benefited from all of this? I'm not calling it luck, but some, some people may think it's, you guys benefited from that. There's no question about it. Yeah, the Bills defense is playing really, really well, but they did face Tua Tungavailoa, who got injured two series into the game, and Jacoby Brissett comes in. Then they had, uh, you know, obviously Taylor Heineke last week. Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of himself. So 
the Bills have absolutely benefited from playing uh, young quarterbacks and, let's face it, a washed-up quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. But what's important here is you have a defense that's been coached by the same guy since 2017, and most of the unit has been in place since 2017, and they were able to kind of get the defensive line rotation sorted out, and you're seeing this, this defense play at a high level, but they've been playing at a high level. In 2018, they were number two in the NFL in total defense. 2019, they were number three in total defense. Last year, they were 14th, and I would argue that injuries at linebacker, cornerback, and not just having the right defensive line rotation put together contributed to that in addition to playing from a different vantage point. You know, the Bills' offense really took that big step forward last year, and that's a different spot for a defense to play from where that other team that you're going up against has a lot more urgency to score points and you know, you're playing with the lead defensively a whole lot more than you have in the past. And so they adapted to that last year, and now they're kind of back on track uh, in 2021 based on the way they played in 2018 and 2019. So I think there's a lot of things that can be true here. One of them is that the Bills have benefited defensively from playing, you know, underwhelming quarterbacks, but we have a very large sample size of good defensive play for the Buffalo Bills with this personnel with Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott engineering the defense. And so I think it's really good that they've been able to build some confidence and uh, another opportunity this week uh, against an offense that's really limited with its its personnel and a young quarterback. And that should be good for them entering a tough stretch here after the Houston game where they face the Kansas City Chiefs on the road and then the Tennessee Titans on the road. So one more, I guess, game of confidence, and then the big tests are coming here in, in week five and week six. You know, as a Patriot fan at heart, and I, I, I love the Texans here in Houston, but I'm a Patriot fan at, at heart. I think it's great that the, the Buffalo Bills are finally getting their opportunity to have a run, right? We know the Patriots, we had it for a long time, 20 years, won six Super Bowls. You know the story. The Jets had a mini run with two back-to-back AFC title games, and then Miami had a couple of good years here and there after having their abysmal type of seasons. But the Bills just never always seem to be that bad but that good at times. So I'm happy you guys are having a run. I want to talk about Cole Beasley real quick, the X factor, how important it is for you guys to have him on the field. Because when he's on the field, he gives teams problems. He's a little pesky receiver where he can find those holes, catch, and then make a play. Yeah, he's a critical piece of this football team. And, you know, he was a an all-pro last year as a slot receiver, led the league in receiving yards from the slot by a lot. And, you know, he's right on track again this year. And I think when you consider Josh Allen and the type of quarterback that he is, which is very much um, willing to play off script and throw the ball down the field and, you know, play outside of the scheme a lot, right? Having a guy like Cole Beasley to keep him on schedule and when the Bills need just rhythm and timing type plays, knowing that you have Cole Beasley in the slot, you're going to run a choice route, he's going to get open, Josh is going to throw him the football, and you're going to have consistent production. And I think it's a critical piece of this offense given the style of, of offense that Josh Allen likes to play and you know schematically what the Bills do with putting three, four, five receivers on the field nearly every single play. So he is a stabilizing player. He's consistent. You know, it's third in Beasley, and he's very important for just kind of keeping Josh Allen on schedule 
and in rhythm. I, I, you know, Josh didn't have the best start to the season at weeks one and two. Obviously, he was exceptional against Washington, won the uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week award for you know five touchdowns, 358 yards passing, all that stuff. But it was a game going into it where I told people, I said, this is going to be a Cole Beasley game because Josh needed to find that rhythm. And lo and behold, he sets a career high with 11 receptions last week on 13 targets. So he's an important piece of this offense, and he means a lot to Josh Allen and the success of the team. Absolutely. Joe, let's go ahead and give these predictions for Sunday's matchup. Score, maybe a couple of stat lines. How do you feel like the game is going to look when the clock hits zero? Well, I mean, I, I'll tell you this. Um, I respect every single NFL team. I think any team is capable of beating any other team on any given Sunday. I really believe that. I'm not just saying that. I believe respecting your opponents is, is an important thing. But this is a tough situation for Houston. Going on the road against a, a quarterback that's hot, against a defense that's hot, uh, against a team that was in the AFC Championship game last year that has aspirations to go even further this year. And you're talking about a, a quarterback in Davis Mills that is starting his 13th game since high school. And, and a, a, you know, a young coaching staff in terms of being together. I know there's some veteran coaches, but they haven't coached together. There's, there's a lot of pieces here that, that haven't played together. And so for th this to all come together for Houston in week four on the road in Buffalo is just not something I see happening. So I think the Bills will handle their business in this game. Um, you have some concern about Kansas City being the next opponent and the Bills kind of looking ahead a little bit. Um, Coach McDermott came out on Thursday and said, if you don't take your opponent seriously, they're going to kick your ass. So I think the messaging and leadership is on point in Buffalo right now. Uh, but I do think that the Bills handle their business. I think that they probably score, you know, somewhere in the mid thirties, push for 40 points. And, and, you know, we'll see if Houston can, can challenge for 20 points or so I'm expecting 35 to 14 type game. Hmm. Well, Joe. I got to be honest with the listeners down here. I mentioned earlier, I see this game getting to a place where Houston loses by two touchdowns. I'm going to go with 28-13. I, uh, I think you guys caused problems for Davis Mills. I think he has a better game stat-wise. I can see him being in the 250, maybe two touchdowns, but one touchdown, one interception type of game. And may use his legs. We may pick up some some yards on his legs because the run game here has been abysmal as of late. So they may look to get him out on the edge and help with that. But I think Buffalo is too much right now. Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Beasley, just mentioned they clicking. The defense is nice. I can see this year, 28-13. And, yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it. Uh, you know, but I think we show promise, though. I think we show promise. Yeah, I think it's it's a good perspective to have that it is about evaluation. This is not going to get fixed overnight. You have to identify who those building blocks are for your team moving forward. And obviously the draft capital's coming back eventually. You'll you'll get through all those trades that were made. You got cap space and those types of things. And now it's up to this uh this new regime to invest it responsibly and get the right pieces in place and you know, eventually make some noise in the AFC South, which looks like that's a division that's you know, kind of up for grabs when you look at it, projecting it two, three, four years down the road. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. Tomorrow, I will give you my leftover thoughts. We'll talk to Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills about the injuries, 
heading into the game. I'll give you my predictions for Sunday and, of course, my NFL draft prospects to watch on Saturday with an eye towards the Buffalo Bills. So make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.